This podcast. This podcast. This podcast is Intel enhanced. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Things You Can't Ask Your Mum. I'm Lizzie, and I'm Lindsay. And we are here to answer some more of your questions this week. We've got a few good ones up our sleeve. But before we jump into it, as always, we're going to recommend Entail as our place to go and listen to a podcast. We like to share photos on there, links to things that we're mentioning, all sorts of good stuff. And it's just a nice visual listening experience. So head over to there to listen to our very wonderful podcast. <laughs> if we don't say so ourselves. <laughs> Do you want to kick things off, Linda? Yes, I'll kick things off. God, we had so many amazing questions, didn't we, that it was really hard to decide to know where to start, really. I know, Um, so many. I know, so it's taken us ages to go through, so thank you so much for sending so many in. Um, And so similar as well, so you're all in very good company here. (laughs) Um, So we'll start with the first one, which is advice for feeling independent and fully on my own without a man to kind of lean back onto. Ooh, I know. Um, You'd be good to answer this. I would, I suppose, <laughs> in theory. <laughs> I think with that feeling, ebbs and flows, no matter what your situation's in. And maybe the important thing is to not think, I'm in a relationship and therefore I can't achieve that, or I'm not in a relationship and therefore I must feel that way all the time. Because there can be so much that factors into feeling independent, whether you are particularly like having a good financial month and so that gives you a sense of independence if your schedule's quite free so you kind of living for yourself in a different way if your friendships are really strong just or if if sometimes it can be small things like if all of your friend group are in a good place and no one's really heavily needing the other person that can make you feel independent all kinds of things which aren't necessarily a relationship I suppose but I mean you've referenced a relationship in particular so I think just always finding what you like and finding time to do what you like and and there's so much importance of being able to spend time on your own and making sure you carve that out in some way even if it's just a walk on your own and if you when you with somebody you can really quickly get to a place of realizing you have an evening on your own can feel really scary and it's not scary but even boring but making the most of those moments to make sure that you're fulfilled individually as well because that's I suppose only then when you could feel at a loss in someone's absence which you're absolutely not at all it just can begin to feel that way absolutely Does that make sense yeah for sure Yeah, absolutely. And then just to add to that, really, that you should never sacrifice your own happiness or your own independence when you're in a relationship with somebody either. So it's always an amazing time in your life to find that independence and find that happiness for yourself before you then have a partner, whether it is a you know man or woman, whatever it is, you will always naturally lean on that other person in your partnership for some things but it doesn't mean that you have to completely give up your independence um I think you've got to really find that on your own um before you meet someone so I just don't think you should worry about it because it will happen when it happens and you'll be ready you've just got to make sure that you you know try and enjoy your own company and find those things that do truly make you happy like Lizzie says like if it's even just a walk or you know you want to go and start a pottery class on a Saturday morning or whatever it is like you keep those things for yourself and that is the definition of independence is finding something that makes you happy no matter what it is, whether it is, again, like you've had a good financial month or you've saved some money towards something you're saving up for or you've made some plans with some friends and you've organised something. Like it can be the small everyday things and it is the small everyday things. So 
I think just have some more confidence in yourself and you you will get there. You will definitely get there. Yeah, definitely. And it's one of those like weird societal pressures sometimes as well, that what that feeling looks like or what you imagine it to be. And I think more comes through in the small moments, like we both just said, as opposed to an overall consistent feeling. Yeah. It, just be realising that you actually can manage sometimes better than you imagine you would be able to. And yeah. like, sometimes I will wake up on a day and think, oh, I'm not, I'm not seeing anyone today. And if I'm not in a good headspace, it can feel really daunting. Mm. And then bit by bit, you break through the day and then it'll get to the evening. I'm like, oh, I did that. And actually this morning when I woke up, I didn't think that I was going to be able to do that without having some major emotional breakdown at yeah. some point. <laughs> a day um, of thought. <laughs> yeah, and, and it can be broken down quite easily Mm. and then you feel quite accomplished at the end of the day even if you haven't really accomplished that much except just managing being by yourself yeah and I bet if you sit there now and think about all the things you achieve and all of the things you do day to day and the things you do for yourself you're independent already like you have independence you don't need anybody for that you're already doing it Um, and what I meant earlier was you know when you do meet someone or if you ever do meet somebody then that independence still transfers into that relationship. You've just got someone to share it with. Like, that's it. You'll still be you. You'll still be happy. And you'll still have your lovely alone time. But you don't need anybody. You don't need anybody to make that, carve that happiness out in your life. No. And you can still build on it when you're in that relationship as well. It's not, the two aren't mutually exclusive. You can have both at the same time as well. Yeah. Which is definitely important. It really is. Okay. Would you like to go next, Elizabeth? I would very much like to go next. Um, I've got one here. How do you deal with comparing an ex... Sorry, I've read that completely wrong. <laughs> Let me try that one again. Are you having a funny week this week? Because last week oh, it was God. me, for God's I, um, sake. I can't make sentences or anything today. We'll see how we go. Bear with us, guys. <laughs> sorry, everybody. How do you deal with comparing to an ex in casual relationships after being in a long-term one? Does that make sense? It's yeah, it does. It's wordly bad. It, but, oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is brilliant. Are you okay, hon? <laughs> She's not okay, guys. She is not okay. Right, I understand. Asking, yeah, it's how to stop comparing an ex when you are having a casual relationship after you've come out of a long-term Yes, the, I'll right, give you an answer to this, that's fine. Yes, I'm <laughs> taking the reins, mate. Right, yes, I used to do this all the time and I am the world's worst fucking person to be talking to about this, to be honest, so please don't take my <laughs> advice. I literally jumped from my um, longest-term relationship and went into casual dating, shagging, all the rest of it, you know. Um, and I somehow I, I managed to maintain some level of casual feeling around it and being really excited for all the newness and everything but then you know a few weeks in of the same person I'd be like right well obviously he's going to propose next week (laughs) and I just I just literally well you know I just literally seemed to place the connection and longevity of the relationship and those connections onto whatever next casual endeavor I was into Uh, And I find it really hard to separate that out. So I really feel for you because it's really difficult. And it's only actually, (laughs) this is really embarrassing. Well, it's not embarrassing. I was embarrassed at the time. A boy who was younger than me, who I'd gotten really fond of, actually sat me down and said, Lindsay, like, this is lovely. You're great. Like, we're having a lovely time and stuff. But you want to be loved. And I know you do. And I can't give you that. And I was like, oh, fuck you very much. I was like, thank you very much. (laughs) But it was really kind because he could see where my head was. And he he knew what had happened before. 
and he could see and it was the kindest thing ever because I was like oh shit yeah I do want to be in love again I just want someone to love me again and it was it's just a big transitional process so don't beat yourself up just carry those feelings with you because you'll be able to let them go soon enough it's just it's just part of a process and it, it it is just one of those things you've got to ride out but you know be brave and you know hold on to your hold on to your strength in these moments because the casual side is so much fun and so good and will teach you a lot about yourself but also there's no shame in wanting to carry those longer term connections with you into new people it's just the way in which you go about it so you might have to just keep it under your hat a little bit after your first date (laughs) so just yeah really really carry it with you and move through it the way that you've got to because you can't just switch those feelings off when you're so used Mm -hmm. to being attached to someone in that way it doesn't go away overnight it's really really hard and I found it really hard yeah I guess as well though every relationship you learn more about what you actually want in a partner and think like those qualities were great those are on my yes list those Mm -hmm. ones are dreadful so comparing isn't necessarily a bad thing either because it can be useful to work out what you want I guess like the difference would be if you'd if you're the person who's been left Mm -hmm. that can then leave you more of wanting to fill that gap as opposed to if you're the one that's left the other person and you might have more clarity on what was wrong or what you didn't like or what drew you to that decision or if you were both watching the relationship deteriorate and understanding why um but comparing is not necessarily bad unless you do a Lindsay Holland (laughs) but definitely can be useful because you've got to have your little list of non-negotiables I suppose yeah and then throw them all out of the window like I do (laughs) oh god (laughs) bang my head against the brick wall mate Oh, God, right. Well, I hope that's helped a little bit. Anyway, we're all in the same boat, to be honest. We are. Um, So don't worry too much about it and just try and enjoy it all. Okay, so my next question is about children and how to deal with pressure from family um, and whether you're even sure that you want them yourself at this point. It's such a tricky one because this person sounds like they do want children. They're not sure when. And they're not, you know, maybe not even 100% sure that they do, but pressure from outside sources, i.e. families, are really uh, difficult to manage. Yes, yeah. Really hard. And I suppose it just depends on what kind of family scenario you're coming from. I know that for me, I'm very lucky in that mum and dad don't put that kind of pressure on me. Mum's always given me a, an elbow in the ribs about when she's going to get some grandkids, but it's never, ever meant with any pressure at all and it's never a serious thing and so I can imagine that's a really stressful thing to um, navigate from family because it's almost oh oh god it's it's, such a heavy weight and pressure can sometimes make it less clear what you actually want in yourself because depending on how you respond to pressure it could push you into it to please people or make you shy away from someone if you're being stubborn about it and Mm. thinking no hang on this is my decision which it absolutely is but sometimes it can cloud your own clarity yeah definitely which is on something like that is just so big and it's so personal and it's obviously your parents' lives do change because they get grandchildren but no one's changed as much as your own. No, exactly. And it's kind of also like, it's one of the bigger things in life that you, like you said, but you see everybody going through it. Well, everybody, you feel like everybody's going through it. It's on the internet. It's your next door neighbour. It's your childhood family friends. Like everybody's yeah. having kids. And so it's hard with the pressure coupled with the pressure from society to not feel like, okay, well, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm supposed to be a mum. Like, this is what I was, you know, made for. I have a reproductive system to make children. Yeah. Um, so please don't fall into that trap. It's 
really, really personal, as Lizzie said, and it's a huge life-changing thing. So you have got to be right and you've got to try and block out all the noise. It's mm-hmm. really, it's a really, really difficult thing to navigate. And, you know, I do want children. I, very, I really, really want children. And after this year, because it's of everything going on with COVID-19 and oh, just the way of everything, it's kind of not the pressure off me in the other way because I felt I felt in quite a rush not a rush but I was you know working to more of a schedule before this all happened and now I feel yeah. like it's kind of knocked me off not in a not in a negative way but just in a way that is like well you know you've got time the world is the world don't rush mm-hmm. into it because essentially like I always say I feel like I've lost a year this year and I feel like I want to make up for it and I want to travel and I want to do all of these things that this year hasn't allowed and and then 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 I can settle after that like knowing I've yeah. I've had my like <laughs> my last hurrah like this year was supposed yeah. to be my last hurrah um because things do change when you have a baby of course and you can't just go gallivanting to America with your mm-hmm. best friend can you so yeah it's just so different and I just yeah I try not to put some pressure on yourself as well because that's the last thing you need you and your partner just have to make the decision for you and that is it and just try to block out the rest of the noise yeah yeah I don't really have very much to add to that. No. <laughs> I'm just going, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right, right, what's next your next one? one? For me mm-hmm. is um what are your th- thoughts on long distance relationships? Sorry. We've both had one. We have. Did you just, did you just Sorry, I just dribbled yeah. <laughs> I thought anyone might be able to hear it. I was just having a sneaky glass glass of water and it went all over my chin. <laughs> Sorry. I just looked up from the question that I was reading and she was just wiping her chin. I thought, what's she just done in the past two seconds? <laughs> right, you start with this one then. Because um, you maintained a relationship long distance for, was it a year? Yeah, just under a year it would yeah. have been. Um, I think they can be really, really good fun. I think it sort of totally depends on what you want from a relationship. Mm. And some people they absolutely wouldn't work for and other times they would so I mean give it a go I wouldn't let it put you off it but it is obviously it takes a lot of planning um you takes quite a lot of compromise in terms of working at logistically who who does the traveling or where it makes sense to be for you both at different points and the really fun bit in it is that you can meet in different places and I'm obviously my experience was from someone who was living in a different country in Europe so you can we would meet in another European country so it just makes for lots of travel because you're traveling anyway to see one another um I think it can sometimes feel like you get fast-tracked in a weird way Uh, you know if you were like seeing someone in the same city and you'd stay over each other's place more and more often and then you'd probably have a conversation about moving in together but at that point you've already spent a lot of time together in a a lot of cases or been staying over a lot I think for long distance those conversations can come about quite differently because Mm. who's going to move between a and b who's going to make the sacrifice so the conversations can be heavier and it doesn't this is probably a plus and a minus things can't grow as naturally almost because you have to then have these markers in quite soon to work out what you're going to do and speak very logistically relatively yeah. early on again depending on how far the distance is I mean there, I mean, it's experience I'm glad I really have had I don't know that I'd have another long distance relationship but I wouldn't let it if I met someone I really liked I wouldn't say oh it's long distance so I'm not doing it yeah but, you just have to see if you could make it work wouldn't you yeah yeah mm. it was it's fun it is really fun but you just gotta be ready to plan a lot basically yeah definitely I had an experience that was uh, six months long in a, a long-term relationship 
um, where the person went to Australia for six months and it was like the hardest thing I have Aww. ever had to do is to let that person go but it was for the greater good for him so you just kind of have to get on board with stuff like that and it was hard because it wasn't Europe we couldn't just pop across like I ended I, I went out for two weeks over Christmas and then didn't see him for the rest of the time and obviously the time difference I found it really hard and I this this man was like I adored him so I really really struggled like I got really really poorly when he left um mm. because of the stress like, I was in hospital uh, for, for ages because I just got this wild infection in a gland somewhere because I was so run down and so stressed about it all um that's how much of a toll it took on me so I'm not an advocate yeah. for long distance relationships um but then but I was young was... and attached very attached and and you hadn't gone into it long distance you no, lived it, together no. and then it, that's a really difficult transition I think yeah. to get used to it that way around yeah it was taken from me <laughs> rather yeah than... yeah. <laughs> yeah I think it's different if you go into it that way and you're establishing and you get used to it and yeah. it is really nice because you do get a lot of time on your own and you kind of the first question that we had about losing your independence in a relationship mm. it's almost easier to keep the separation in long distance because yeah. you're like, all right when I'm in London that's my thing when I'm there that's what we do together yeah so that's good but but then like I'd said when the decisions come to sort of loot not lose your independence but become more codependent in a certain mm. way and be more together it's just more complicated it is it is but yes some we have we are advocates for it and I obviously I'm an advocate for it in the way that you did it Lizzie because I saw how much fun you had and how much travel you did and it was yeah. always just something new and you were exploring in such a different way because of the European separation like it was yeah it was brilliant and you you loved it you loved that part of it so that yeah. would that's a really a really strong positive for me to see you have been so happy doing that side of it yeah the tr- and we're just fortunate in that with work it was so easy to travel yeah. all the time yeah so it, it was just making the most of that and yeah yeah it's the travel bit can be really fun yeah. I think that can be the thing that puts people off but it is just travel's fun in any capacity as yeah. well so it is lovely yeah. to do all of that side of it it's so nice your turn, Linda. My turn. Okay, my final question is, I'm 25 and I've been in my relationship since I was 18. I really can't help but feeling like I need some single time before I fully settle down. Well, 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 pal. Well, well, well. This is a tricky one. And, you know, I'd be really inclined to ask you how often this thought crops up. Is it something that you feel like is a phase and will pass? Have you got friends around you that are living a bit of a single life and you're seeing them have like a wonderful time with new relationships and all of these exciting, sexy times and you're just like, oh my God, mm. like we've, been to- we've already been together for all these years and have I missed out on that? And Lizzie and I both have friends that have been in, that are married and have only been with each other and, mm. you know, have been with each other since they were 17, 18, maybe some, some as young as 15 and we're yeah. all in our late 20s now and they're the only people that they've ever been with and they're really happy and it just depends on you your relationship and how happy you feel if you're looking on the other hand on the other side of feeling like it might be a phase and worrying about you're missing out how happy are you what do you get from the relationship is it is it because you're missing something that you feel you've got to look elsewhere for it you've got to try and understand where this question's coming from is it outside definitely like is it an outside influence or is it something that you are missing in your relationship has it kind of settled too quickly for your liking and you want some fiery fireworks back or you know really have a think about that and then it's a conversation that you can have with your partner 
you know mm. it's got to be a decision that you you make together in some ways because you either have to have a conversation that's like please can we have some more sex or yeah. can you know or I just don't know whether I need actually to just press pause on this for a bit I don't know if you want to wait at the end of it but I just think I just need to find out who I am a little bit more before we really settle down and some people are fine with that and some people are like well it's either me or it's not like so yeah, yeah. It's, it's really tricky and it can go so many different ways um so I think you've just got to really look inside yourself and figure out what exactly is sparking this question yeah because it is that really difficult question is the grass greener almost are you going to be happier or is what you know what's going to make you happier I agree completely with what you said Lens about seeing if it's something that's wrong within your relationship not wrong or that you're not satisfied Mm -hmm. within your relationship that's making you want to look elsewhere because if you're at that stage in your life where it's become a sexless relationship and you kind of love them like a brother or something And that's that's why you're then missing that side and being single is appealing. Yeah. I would say that's a big thing to listen to. You're 25 is very young to find yourself in something that's become sexless. Of course, it's, like we said in last week's one, things ebb and flow, but there's a different feeling of it just being a bit of an off stage to it being like, I think that part of our relationship's died. Yeah. And that's what's making you crave something else. Definitely. Or if it's just that some the ebb and flow of it all and it's something maybe it's not even sexually motivated maybe it is just about being on your own Mm. and meeting new people it's a really difficult question if it's the grass greener yeah and again like lynn said you've got to pay attention to how much this is coming up because if it's coming up a lot it's not going to go away no unfortunately and then there's the other saying apart from is the grass greener like you you've got to water your own grass before you decide whether the grass is greener or not like you've got to give it everything and really pull that thought process apart but you'll get there and it will come up and like we were saying in a you know our episode a couple of weeks ago about gut feelings and intuition like those things those those gut reactions are there to tell you and to help you and to guide you through moments like this so just you know if it keeps coming up really pay attention to it if it goes away fine but just try and try and figure it out like try and really get to the bottom of it all yeah I think it's so difficult when you meet someone at that age and I had a relationship from those years as well because they're often right for you in so many ways because you form each other yeah so you kind of make your perfect person but in doing so it you then think oh god I've got so much here that makes me happy and how big is the risk of losing that for something else but from my own experience it was 100% the right thing to leave that relationship even though there was so much good in it and it was a bit of is the grass green a question at the time and understanding feelings of love and how those feelings change and it's just difficult at that 20s mid-20s stage because you you're like becoming more of an adult and you there's pressures of all should I have had my single years at uni should I have done this blah 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 am I not experiencing enough and it is whether or not that's a phase or if it's going to come up all the time and unfortunately my my opinion would be if it's going to come up all the time it's not going to go anywhere yeah exactly Um, I feel the same way yeah it will just get bigger and bigger and bigger yeah. and then potentially manifest in something that is more dramatic you know if it becomes a big argument and yeah it can be so tricky sometimes it can oh. rest assured that you aren't on your own and it you know the right thing will present itself to you you just have to really get to the bottom of why exactly it's happening yeah definitely right one more from me are we ready yes ready Over the last year, I've lost touch with friends and I'm worried I'm relying too much on my boyfriend. Ooh. Well, if you're worried about it, then it's probably true. 
Um, And I'd be interested to know whether any of your friends have mentioned it to you or or have treated you a bit differently because they're a bit pissed off because you either cancel plans or you don't see them as much and they're very aware of it, that kind of thing, that kind of passive-aggressive thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the likelihood is is that you are probably neglecting your mates and if you feel like you're relying too much on him, then you are. So you've got to really put your friends first, to be honest. There's no mm. other relationship that will be more important to you in your life than your friendships those are the ones that carry you through thick thin up down boyfriend to boyfriend girlfriend to girlfriend Mm -hmm. those are the people that are just there consistently so you you can't put them on the back burner and I think especially because that question said over the past year, you know, when you meet someone new, everyone's allowed a period of grace of dropping off the face of the earth oh, for a small yeah. amount of time. Of course. But you've got to resurface yeah, eventually. You have to. Yeah. And you, your friends want that for you because that's such an amazing part of a relationship. Yeah. But, like the time frame of a year is a long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still the honeymoon phase, obviously, I guess. Yeah. But a long time to not be able to manage other relationships alongside it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and hopefully it's also not because your boyfriend's being possessive in any way. That thought just came to me, which could be a whole other awful kettle of fish. Yes. But if there's a feeling there, then listen to it. Yeah. Feelings are facts. Yeah, feelings are facts. And in the, if, if in that eventuality that is what is going on, then you need your friends even more and you speak to your friends even more. You reach yeah. out to them and you get, you get some support in that way. Um, but yeah just be open and honest with your friends say I'm sorry I've been shit like I've I've done it I've done it so many times in my life in my younger years when I was seeing somebody new or something was going on and my best friend now Laura from home always refers to me as Lindsay the bitch with the dark hair because I (laughs) she said oh yeah you remember that year that you dropped off the face of the earth and you dyed your hair brown I hated that Lindsay I was like for god's sake she won't let me forget it ever but yes that was when I was 18 and I uh, yeah had a new love interest and I was just like at his ankles oh. constantly and yeah see you later friends and she was like what is wrong with you so we just yeah. c- you can't do it you can't and those friendships like yours and laura's as that example will also withstand it as well yeah. like you, you what you eat humble pie and go back and yeah. speak to them about it and if they're a good mate they're they're still going to be there in some capacity they yeah. might just give you a slap on the wrist exactly yeah i got bollocked but she let me back in it was okay yeah <laughs> of course of course Okay, so we'll do one more. Um, And this one is about making the decision to move out after being newly single and whether you'd like to live on your own or with a flatmate. Oh, it's really tricky, this one, isn't it? It is. There's pros and cons to both. (sighs) To both, fully. Like, we've been talking about so much of, like, being happy and independent and knowing Mm -hmm. that that is a really lovely time in your life. But then when it happened for me... I really enjoyed the company, but I was just kind of yeah. filling a, a boy-shaped hole with a housemate. And it was great and amazing. But I often think, I wonder how I'd have been on my own. I think I would have been a bit... Well, I would have been very lonely. I would have mm. been sad. But I think, actually, it would have done me some good as well. But then on the other end of the spectrum, I had such a lovely time having the company and the distraction of a housemate. And it did work out really well for me. you just got to go, I feel, of what you feel is best, like... Don't cut your nose off to spite your face. If you know you're going to be lonely and you are struggling, then get a housemate. Yeah. Um, but if you think, do you know what? No, I think I, you know, I enjoy my own company already. I was fine before this. It's just, you know, it's a breakup. I'm going to hurt for a while, but I can do it. And long term, I would prefer to live on my own. Then that's what you've got yeah. to do. Yeah, definitely. When I did it, the decision, because I went to live it on my own, mm. the decision was more motivated by work of yeah. thinking, like, I don't know how I'll manage to 
vlog and all of the stuff that we have to do for work mm-hmm. and you know work at home if I've got a flatmate which sounds ridiculous because obviously so many people make that work but yeah. that was my because I was torn between the two that was my what guided my decision in the end of thinking no I think you're ready for your own space and to keep building up your business within that space mm-hmm. and um and it was the right decision for sure in the end and obviously I've continued to live on my own I think in some ways this won't be the case for everyone necessarily but for me I would say that once you've made the decision to live on your own bear in mind that then might that might be one you want to stick to for a long time until you meet someone I don't think I could live with a flatmate now because I've gotten so used to living alone so in some ways maybe I should have had a few flatmate years and enjoyed that side of it before making a decision which for some reason feels irreversible but only because you just get so and you could reverse it obviously but I'm so used to my own space and my own thing um that I don't think I'd be able to share again until it was with a partner where it's obviously just a different dynamic Mm. um oh it's a tricky one it is really tricky and you just have to go off what you feel is best for you long term as well I know it's hard because you where you are now it's a short-term decision that you're about to make because you're you're just thinking with your heart and obviously you feel heartbroken so you want company and you want somebody there so that you don't feel lonely I'm a big softy so I would probably get a housemate because it did work for me yeah but I can also see the other side of it where you've had a really happy time you had a few wobbly months though didn't you when you first did it yeah it was a big adjustment it's massive and it's it's a big adjustment it's a huge learning curve and a a brand new way of living and understanding that you've got your own time your own space it's okay if you leave your socks on the floor because no one's going to tell you off like all these things but there are so many positive with it all so just have a little thing don't make us don't try not to make a really snap decision about it because if you sign up to a contract for 12 months for somebody and you only need company for the first two months and then you're like jesus christ i can't stand the bloody sight of you got 10 months more here like you you buggered so just try and try and think about it that long term what 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 do you see in your life going forward yeah yeah definitely Mm. well that concludes this episode yes thank you all so much for sending these lovely questions in we love doing these ones don't we q and a so nice really so so lovely and we hope that you're all doing okay as well um in england we we will by the time this comes out we'll be out of lockdown and back into a tiered system so we're all very much looking forward to more outdoor walks together we can't go and eat anywhere or anything like that still so it's yeah. not much of a less of a lockdown but it's, it's all, all clear as mud as well yeah, clear as mud. we're all it's all for the greater good and we're allowed to see each other at christmas at least so yes you know, in our yeah. little household bubbles and things but yes yeah. sending all our love to you all and We'll be back next week with something for you. We will. We will. Don't forget to like, review and subscribe if you have enjoyed this episode. And we will see you in the next one. See you soon. Bye.